0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
2: Miss to, to the top, you're tuned in to the
1: Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We're in the Southern Bank Course Studio here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Luke Johnson in the Southern Bank Course Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us on the Super Talk Radio Network, wherever you're tuned in. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour we will be talking about some big potential changes in NCAA sports here in just a moment and how that could affect Southern Miss. We're also going to hear from the probably the most popular brothers in South Mississippi, the Montenegro brothers will be on the show a little later in the second segment. Had a good conversation with Rodrigo and Gabe Saturday afternoon. We're going to have that for you. And then, ladies and gentlemen, and it is official, the soothsayer of the of the world, will be in the Eagle Hour studios later in the show. Kelnak, the Magnificent, we know because Hump the Wonder Camel is tied to the Coke machine in front of Corner Market right now. We're not sure where Kelnak is at, but Hump is out there, and uh, munching on some hay, and spitting on people as they walk by, but uh, Kelnak uh, on the show a little later.
1: Yeah, make sure that you walk in front of Hump.
2: Yes, but don't (laughs) walk behind
1: Hump, it could be a very nasty day.
2: Yes, Uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit sponsors the opening segment of the Eagle Hour, and we're grateful to them for all they do, grateful to them for their support of Southern Miss as well, and remind you that if you have a big event coming up, whether it be for your church, your business, your house, your family, maybe your next baseball tailgate, uh, check them out at Dickie's. They do great catering, and they'd be happy to cater any event for you. All right, so yesterday news breaks about some potential big changes And it just seems to me, guys, that every time we hear something new out of the NCAA, it's to make it more professional sports than amateur sports. But, Luke, kind of review what those proposed changes are, and then we'll discuss how they might affect schools like uh, Southern Miss. So, uh, Ross
0: Dellinger from SI.com. Kind of put this on the map yesterday. Kendall Rogers also uh, was talking about it regarding baseball. But basically, so the NCAA has something called the Transformation Committee which is uh, what Dellinger calls a group of high-ranking college leaders charged with overhauling and modernizing NCAA governance. Now, keep in mind that Mark Emeritt is going to resign next June, and so all this is kind of, you know, coming along, and, and, you know, his track record has not been stellar at all with some of the inconsistency and outright hypocrisy of the NCAA. So you, you take what the Transformation Committee is about to put forward, along with the head dude stepping away, and it's a new day with the NCAA, so... Some of these things, um, some of these changes are actually being called radical. And as you'll, as, as I mentioned them, you'll see where even on this show, we've kind of questioned why certain rules exist. And I think that there's going to be some of these that will benefit schools like Southern Miss and some will probably hurt. All right. Um, some insiders say these are what the quote transformation committee has, uh, has is, is walking through. Number one, eliminating scholarship caps on sports that offer only partial scholarships. So, for instance, Southern Miss right now, you know, over 30 dudes on the baseball team, and they can only, they have to share 11.7 scholarships among those 30 guys. Unlike a sport like football, where it's one scholarship, you know, up to 85 per player. So, you would eliminate scholarship caps on partial scholarship sports. Number two, abolishing the limitation on the number of coaches per team. Um, There's no uh, qualifier there on which sport. So you can see in that possible scenario, you know, um, Power 5 schools could have a ton of football coaches. Where it would help a school like Southern Miss um, is where you could add the third assistant in baseball. Number three, expanding direct payments from schools to athletes. Whatever that means for configuring, reconfiguring, I should say the recruiting calendar, um, which you know would would deal with dead periods, and then five, implementing close closed periods in the NCAA transfer portal. So, possibly reining in, putting a few things on the portal so that it's not the wild west. Um, at least this is the caveat. At least the first three items. Eliminating scholarship caps on partial scholarships, number of coaches per team, and direct payments from school to athletes will be left in the decision-making hands of the individual conferences if they are approved. That's kind of the overview. We can dive in a little more.
1: Kelly? Well, the, there are there's several things. Number, number one, how many of the Power Five football conferences already have 25 or 30 football coaches? All of them. Uh, exactly. Well, so, so is this anything new? Well... Uh, I would suggest.
0: But with the, you can only have 10. You can only have like 10 official coaches. You can obviously have analysts and other people, but I'm talking about like as far as the head coach, coordinators, and position coaches, it's limited.
2: Well, all all you're doing there is you're allowing them to get it out in the open as opposed to just BSing it by making them an analyst or making them the, you know, the analyst for strength and conditioning of. If, you you know, it, if whatever, it,
1: if it walks like a duck
2: and talks
1: like a duck, it's, it's a duck. It, they're already doing right. The, the, they are already doing that. Um, the rich get richer because if you lift the cap on some of these scholarships, what you do is go sign players. Not that you're going to use, but you're going to sign them to make sure that your rival doesn't get them, all right? With no intentions of ever uh, playing. Or, or letting that kid have an opportunity to play. And that comes down as a bad thing for the kids, whether it's good or not for the school. The first thing that any organization should look at is, is it good for the athlete? And I don't, I don't see where necessarily, other than being paid, which again has been going on for a long time, but it's just now coming to the forefront. But I think the fact that they're doing any of this is a clear sign that the NCAA as an institution is, is in big trouble. The fact that Emmert is stepping down next year is big trouble for the NCAA. And I think it just means that we're getting closer and closer to the Power Five peeling off doing their own thing.
2: Well, I don't think that can come soon enough. And if they do make changes to the transfer portal and maybe tamp that down some, I think that would be a good thing. I think the transfer portal and this allowing kids to transfer from school to school when they don't get their way, basically is what it amounts to, it's really damaged damaged severely college athletics. And
1: I think, if, I think if you tweak the transfer portal rule that says each athlete gets one, you don't Correct. have to worry about the calendar. Correct. Right? Forget about the calendar. Make them immediately eligible, but once. I think that's right. And then you're done. Uh, that way the school, so if the player is going to its second school, at least that school knows that that kid is either going to play there or not play at all.
0: Well, you get one freebie. But what they need to do is if you enter the transfer portal, you can't go back to where you came from. That's how you limit this whole sticking our foot, our toe in the water and testing the water out. I mean, it needs to be, you know, if in, in collegiate athletics, if you sign with an agent, dude, your eligibility is exhausted. You know, I mean, or or if you, you know, if you're drafted or if you declare yourself professional, you ain't coming back. It needs to be like that. And let me let me make one. So the eliminating the scholarship caps doesn't apply to football because these are only schools that I mean, only sports at all for partial scholarships. So football under this, you know, and again, this isn't official. This is what's been leaking out. Football is going to stay capped. And, and again, I mean, I think everybody agrees the old Bear Bryant rule signed 200 and put half of them, you know, under track or the swim team. I mean, there were things that were adjusted. So this, this doesn't football looks like it'll stay at 85. But I mean, I think that's a positive because, you know, with a program like Southern Miss, can we fully scally, you know, 35 guys? I'm not sure, but you would think that with some of the things that have been happened, We have a whole lot better chance, you know, to to scully more athletes. Um, We may—I don't think anybody maybe can do, you know, what Vanderbilt basically gets away with it now because they're private. But but I see that as as a positive, you know, if the Sun Belt were were to approve of that, I I see that that would benefit Southern Miss. They may be able to get, you know, a player that they couldn't get somewhere else.
1: It it might benefit Southern Miss, but I, you know, and and we can agree to disagree. But I just don't think it's—I just don't think it's good for the kids when when you when you spread things out so far that that nobody's getting really any significant you don't think time? a
0: full scholarship helps a kid out rather than having to scrounge for
1: no no a full scholarship does but if i if i understood what you were saying is the the sports that have limited scholarships which would be baseball you know that you would have an un, you could sign as many of those kids as you wanted
0: yeah I, the the way that i'm interpreting it is i'm not sure if if they're basically going to change the partial to a full scholarship or they're going to see it says eliminating scholarship caps on sports that only offer partial scholarships. So could it be that while they all still quote remain partial in name, you're basically if you have enough money you can fully scally everybody. Well, if we or can be, if they're bumping partial up to you can fully scally if if all sports become full scholarships. And that's I, that's kind of the confusion.
1: Yeah, right. we'll get that we'll get that, once that gets clarified, then we've got another discussion, you know, but um, and I'm not even sure they know at this point what they're going to do. But clearly, something has to change.
2: We'll stay on top of it. Want we'll to talk a little baseball when we come back? UAB up this weekend. There's a history of UAB spoiling things for Southern Miss. Yeesh. Uh, I'm hoping that's not the case this weekend. <laughs> and we'll hear from uh, Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro next. southern miss to the top Top. to the top you're tuned
0: in to the
1: eagle hour
2: hey don't forget if you can't catch us live every day at one o'clock you can always enjoy the super talk eagle hour podcast on apple podcast audible google spotify stitcher and tune in or you can ask alexa to play super talk eagle hour the podcast is available 24 7 365 we really appreciate it. Your support of the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Campus Bookmart uh, for their support as well. They're our second segment sponsor, and one of our favorite people in the world is uh, Miss Kathleen, who manages Campus Bookmart. They're open six days a week on Hardy Street, right across from the campus. You can shop them online anytime you like. Campusbookmart.net. Hard, hard Kelly Sander to say too many good things about Miss Kathleen. And they have shirts that are so
1: big. You know, that fit us full-figured guys. Normally, you'll get a shirt that says, like, Southern Miss Baseball or mm-hmm. Southern Miss Basketball. I get one shirt, and it says, Southern Miss Football, Basketball, Baseball, basketball, basketball, baseball Softball, softball yeah. Tennis. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> It just goes all the way around. All the, all the way, way around me, me. yeah. 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 The, that's exactly
1: correct. Esports,
2: they've even added that. So Kelnak the Magnificent is in town. It's hard to believe. He's finally made it from the Far East. He'll be joining us here in just a few moments. But uh, first, we want to talk about baseball. UAB up this weekend for the Golden Eagle baseball team. Uh, Golden Eagles, we don't need to tell you. Everybody that listens to this show knows uh, what a magical ride we're all on right now. UAB, always a little concerning in the back of your head, but baseball may be a little different sport. We'll talk about that in uh, just a moment. Of course, two kids that will play a big role this weekend. Number one, Gabe Montenegro, now in his sixth year as a Golden Eagle and going to finish his career probably in the top ten of basically every offensive statistic. And then his younger brother, Rodrigo Montenegro, comes to the program this year. No one could have imagined, Kelly, what a key role that kid played when, when the starting uh, catcher gets a broken bone in his finger and Rodrigo really stepped up to the plate.
1: And I loved when his dad was on the Eagle Hour with us when we did the remote from fuzzies. He said, uh, he said look, you say that Rodrigo was the backup, but he said, in my son's mind, he was never going to be the backup. He was going to win
2: that position. No question. And he's just done an outstanding job. Had a, th- these are great kids from a great family. Uh, had a chance to spend a little time with them uh, after the game this Saturday and uh, here's how that conversation went. Okay, I'm I'm standing here with the uh, with the two most popular brothers in Hattiesburg these days, uh, Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro. And uh, guys, uh, I'll start you, Gabe. You must be having fun your last year here.
3: Yes, yeah, sir. You know, I, that's, I told myself that before the season. Like, I'm just going to enjoy this moment, enjoy uh, every game with my teammates, and he's just been, been and then my, having my brother here with me. it's Just been an incredible season.
2: Are you having to kind of watch out for your little brother, kind of show him the ropes? How's that going? <laughs>
3: sir. He's, he's a great hitter. And, uh, you know, he's fit in here in the lineup and uh, in the team very well. And then he's just doing incredible. So I'm
2: proud of him. All right, Rodrigo. Man, you, you put on a heck of a show for us when, when uh, the other catcher got injured. How tough physically was that stretch for you? Honestly,
4: it was tough, but I wasn't trying to think about it. I was just trying to come out to the field every day and just do my job
2: and play the game hard. That's all I was thinking about. Uh, Your father told me that uh, one night that it was hard on you, but you'd rather be playing every game than not playing. Is that right?
4: It is right. I'd rather play than not play. That is true because I like playing.
2: All right, so you come here and your brother's like the biggest celebrity in Hattiesburg. How hard has that been to deal with?
4: Honestly, it hasn't been that hard. I'm just trying to do my part and not not think about it too much, not trying to match him up or anything, just play my game and do whatever i can
2: to help out the team and your parents told me that uh when you were playing out out west that it was really a dream for you to come here what has the experience been like now that you're playing at pete taylor park has it been what you anticipated honestly it was
4: it's probably more than what i anticipated uh the fans are awesome they're very loud they're very cheerful and honestly i'm, I'm happy to be here now how are you i heard your hurt your arm I did. I got a scratch in a play yesterday, but I'm fine. I should be good to go. Nothing serious.
2: All right, Gabe. Now this is your sixth year. You're going to be in the top ten of virtually every record uh, in Southern Miss baseball history. Your thoughts as you go down the stretch here of year six?
3: Um, You know, as, as I mentioned before, I just try to enjoy this last season as much as I can and, you know, try to help out the team as much as I can. And, you know, um, we're just doing really good right now, and I just want to stay focused uh, one game at a time and just try to accomplish every goal that we have this season.
2: Now, Gabe, you're the veteran on the team. How do you help these other guys block out all the noise that's around you? Because there's a lot of national noise about this club right now.
3: You know, um, I we, we talk about it every day, just, uh, you know, keep focused uh, each day at a time, Not uh, try not to look ahead. And we just, we just talk about how we really haven't accomplished – Anything yet. So we just are trying to take it one game at a time and then look forward to um, just keep accomplishing um, our goals for the season.
2: All right, final question for both of you. I learned about this just Friday night. Do you guys remember when we had both of you on the Eagle Hour right after you signed and you guys were at home in Guatemala? Your dad revealed to me the other night that because of all your dogs, you guys actually did the interview from your family car. We did. We did
4: it because they're, they're just so loud. If one barks, all of them bark, and it, just, it gets loud. So now You remember that too?
2: Yes,
3: yeah, sir. We all three of us were just... In the car, you just try to avoid all the noise.
2: I gotta tell you, that's probably the most popular interview we ever did on the show. We got all kinds of publicity and all kinds of comment about that, and uh, we appreciate all you guys do.
3: Thank you, thank you very much.
2: Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro. Uh, Kelly, kind of put in perspective what kind of player Gabe Montenegro has been for the Golden Eagle baseball program.
1: Well, he exemplifies he's you know, certainly he's not the prototypical baseball player, right? Not a really big guy. You know, you hear all the the time, about 6'5", 250. He's not that way. He's a hard worker, is glad to play any role, and has played a lot of different roles uh, for Southern Miss. Grounded, and a lot of that, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of that, you know, has got to go back to parenting and so on. But now he looks at himself as a sixth-year guy. Him and Will McGillis, not a 60 year guy, but I'm just saying some of these older guys, they accept that leadership role and they they are keeping this ship steady as she goes.
2: Right. You agree with that, I'm sure, Luke. And Rodrigo, you know, we're going to have him for the next couple of years. And I think he's probably exceeded everyone's expectations.
0: That dude's tough. Go go on, uh, I think it's his father's Twitter profile. And that little thing he called a scratch, that's when he made the backhanded tag, you know, at the plate. He got tore up by the cleats, man. It looked like he got like clawed by a cheetah or something. So, I mean, and, and you just talk about, you know, durability. And I mean, he's held it down. That's probably why Johnson played, you know, two out of three this weekend because of, uh, what, what he got. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the type of you want. And it, I think Gabe being on campus. Has allowed Rodrigo to settle in and, and make the impact he has over the course of this season much
2: easier. Sure, and and talk about toughness. Don't forget that Gabe Montenegro took a fastball to his face yep. uh, last month and uh, and missed about I don't know maybe a couple of games and he was right back.
0: He was absolutely so. That, I mean the, these guys have been have been uh, you know what you want um, and especially his brothers the connection there. They're going to need it this weekend. Couple of breakdowns, guys. For uh, we we don't have our. Typical, you know, Jack hasn't released uh, the, the game notes yet, but I was looking through some of the UAB stuff and kind of letting you know what UAB has. Right now in the conference, they are 8-10 and overall, 23-16 and um, overall record. They have split their series um, 3-3. They've won three series, lost three series. Got two out of three from Rice, lost two out of three to Middle Tennessee, Won two out of three uh, over Marshall. Won two out of three against FAU, and then they have uh, their last two series. They lost two out of three to ODU and then got swept by Charlotte last weekend. They have beat Alabama twice in non-conference midweeks. Lost to Mississippi State in a uh, ten-inning six to five, and has lost to Auburn twice. They did take two out of three from Southeastern Louisiana early in the season. Um, pitching staff wise, uh, they got a four six one total ERA as a staff. One of their starters, Jackson Reynolds, um, he started ten games, two nine one ERA. This team likes to steal. They're uh, forty three out of fifty seven on the stolen bases, seventy five percent steal rate. So this is a team that's going to run some power numbers. Um, I think they're right around what the Eagles are, just under. They got thirty seven home runs. Eagles in the fifty range. So um, this is a team, you, you, you're you on the road, man. You uh, Again, if we don't sweep this weekend, Southern Miss fans don't need to freak. I mean, two out of three on the road is the same thing as a sweep at home.
1: But here's, here's why I'm real comfortable, particularly with those numbers that Luke just shared. Number one, you can't steal first base. All right, you, you can't steal second base if you don't get to first. And the Eagles suffocating, hammering the strike zone, and walking so few people, they're going to have to earn. First base, generally speaking, UAB will. Second of all, the team ERA of about four and a half compared to the Eagles ERA, team ERA is what, two eight, two nine, something like that. I mean that's almost a run and a half higher. All right. Just and their their starter going to Friday is a two point nine one. Well if the team average is four and a half, that means there's some other guys who are giving up some yeah. Some some easy stuff to hit. So I think those numbers added all together means a really good weekend for Southern and Miss.
2: And you are right. This pitching staff, that's a great way to put it. They hammer the strike zone.
1: Yeah, they, they don't walk anybody. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to. And that's the way the game is designed to be played. Hit the ball, put it in play. They've had some ups and downs defensively, Southern Miss has. But they're so good, they've been able to get away with it. And I think that'll be the continued case the rest I of the I know, way.
2: real quickly, you two guys are going to be gone tomorrow. Your prediction of the weekend? I just called it. I, I think Southern sweeps again.
1: Luke? Two out of three. All right. I hope you're right, Kelly. I hope you're right this time. But I also agree with Luke. Everybody, be calm. Yeah. Be calm. Take All a deep well. breath. I yeah. tell
2: myself that every time they play. Take a deep breath. Oh, I, I smell something, Bob. Is that hump? Oh gosh! Here he comes. Getting a little too active out there in the parking lot. Kelnak should be coming in the building any second. Don't you go anywhere.
1: And miss to the top.
2: Fourth segment of the show sponsored third segment by Four Street Barn Grill, and we thank them for all they do for the Eagle Hour. Great place to enjoy the baseball games this weekend. Great lunch every day, Monday through Friday for 9.95. We've been waiting for this, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a visit from our mystic friend from the east, all-seeing, all-knowing, sage, soothsayer, former anger management instructor for Will Smith. It's Kelnac, the Magnificent, back on the Eagle Hour. Sim,
1: Sim, Sim, Salabim, Mr. Giddy, it is a pleasure once again to be here.
2: Kelnac. I have in my hands the envelopes. I see those envelopes. They have been hermetically sealed and kept in a mayonnaise jar on Dr. Rodney Bennett's front porch since midnight. I understand. No one. No one. Knows the contents of these envelopes, but you, Kelnak. Correct. And in your divine way, you will ascertain the answers without ever before seeing the question.
1: I will do my best.
2: Kelnak, the first envelope.
1: The answer is One Ply Tissue and Landon Harper. One Ply Tissue and Landon Harper. Name two things that don't take crap off of nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Envelope
2: number two. (laughs) Catch and release. Catch and release.
1: Describe basketball's relationship with Tyler Stevenson. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I thought you were supposed
2: to blow on the envelope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> blow, blow on the damn envelope. Okay. Kalnick. All right, I'll do I okay. <clears throat> so, Envelope number 3 Kilnax.
1: Yes. <clears throat> I will
2: try to ascertain the
1: answer. Hermetically sealed envelope. Endless love. Endless love. Describe a tennis match between UTEP and Rice. That's pretty good. How many
0: so- How many social media followers were involved in that? Did you take a
1: poll? Fourth envelope,
2: Kelnack. <clears throat> yes, it's
1: coming through. It's coming through. Nine and a half weeks.
2: Nine and a half weeks. Yes. <laughs>
1: How long does it take John Cox to sign off a radio broadcast?
2: (laughs) Uh, You think that's about right? I don't know. You're coming back on that. (laughs) The fifth envelope on that. Let's move on. 32 degrees. 32 degrees.
1: What will be given out at Louisiana Tech's graduation this weekend? <laughs> With an official Conference USA seal at right, the bottom, right. and that's a stretch, kill that <laughs> I don't, I don't make these up. These just, these just come. Envelope
2: to me. number, what, what would this be? Five. Would be, no, this would be. You, you should
1: know. Seven. You're, you're the soothsayer. Seven, seven. Seven. This is envelope you number know seven. Know these things in advance. Seven. No, I, I ascertain the answers. That, yes. them. Okay. <clears throat> Seymour Eagle. Seymour Eagle. Yes. What would happen if our mascot gained a lot of weight? You would.
2: Seymour, Seymour Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, yes. Right. Uh,
1: Envelope. Number eight. Number eight. Hump, calm down. The answer 101. 101. Yes that's what i said 101 101 thank you how many eagle basketball players are in the portal and how many do we have left (laughs) any comment on that one luke 101 (laughs) luke (laughs) luke you there is this on (laughs) oh i'm sorry Yeah. yeah go ahead
2: this is the no. This is, this not, is envelope also. number
1: nine. Now, Kelnak. number nine. This this answer is is quite a lengthy answer. If Kelnak is seeing clearly, the answer one of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. You got to repeat that, but I'm not going to
2: try to repeat
1: that one. One <laughs> of the penalties for refusing to participate in politics is that you end up being governed by your inferiors. <laughs> what is your favorite quote from Carson Pato?
2: You might want to run that one by us again, Kildak.
1: Dude, no,
0: man. That wait, wait, that, that's, wait. Pl- that's Plato. That's Plato. What are you talking what
2: about? What is wrong with you? Are you sure? Plato, really? Plato. Come
1: on, Kelnac. You're not a baseball fan. You slack- I, I, I just must not have been clear on that
2: one. I, I must His
1: RPI have. is dropping by the second. <laughs> yes, Kelnac's RPI oh, is yeah. going way even, down. David
2: Hump didn't like that one. And finally, Plato, the last envelope. You have. I have in my hands. Thank God. <laughs>
1: the last envelope. <clears throat> the answer. UFO. UFO. What are the final words from Eagle fans to Conference USA? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Sim Sim Salabim. Thank you, Mr. Getty. Kelnak the
2: Magnificent. wanted to make sure we got the wailing woman in that one. Uh, Kelnak, Kelnak has left the building, and uh, Hump, he is a uh, boarding Hump as we speak. Yeah, Hump doesn't much like it when well, you jump on him from behind. <laughs> no, He no, no, doesn't no. like that. Uh, but he'll put up with it out of Kelnak. Uh, thank you, Kelnak, for coming. And uh, Kelly and Luke, uh, what did you think of Kelnak's return appearance? Has he merited a third? I, I don't know how in the world that he is able – how does he do that? I don't know, Luke. What do you think? How does he do it? Um, well, he didn't do it on one of them. We had to correct him. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, even Kelnack slips a bit. Well, when I heard when her. I heard that,
1: I thought, man, that's pretty profound. From not, I mean, Carson Payton is a pretty sharp guy, right? Yes. But, uh, but to come up with something like that. Van Cleve's not. finest.
2: We have a text here from the president at Louisiana Tech. We'll know how he can get in touch with Kelnack. the number was too high I really did
0: think that the misquoted Pato quote was going to be something about being governed by your what, what, how did it work? Inferior. Inferior. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something about how athletic directors have uh, directed Judy McLeod over the last <laughs> yes, several uh, years. Well,
2: Plato, be- Plato. I can understand how you could get them confused. So the Louisiana Tech president
1: thirty-two degrees was too many? I don't. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe he
2: missed the number. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll forward know. your phone number to him yeah, as well. Yeah, great. The, Thanks a lot. Since you have the connection to uh, Kellner. There, there
1: really is. I
0: think there really is a watermark on those Louisiana, a, a Conference USA seal watermark on those
2: uh, degrees <laughs> that they pass.
1: Well, better get used to them, because I don't think they're going any, anywhere no, anytime soon. How we soon. love
2: the Bulldogs, huh? How we love the Bulldogs. Oh, and they love us, too. They're going to miss us terribly, I think. Don't yeah, not like I'm like sure
0: a, Western Kentucky has the exact same thing on theirs.
1: So. Yeah, like yeah. a cold toilet seat, they'll miss us, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> But hey, better us than them going to the Sun Belt,
2: yeah. right? Look at the children chasing uh, chasing Hump over there by the uh, Baptist church. Well, they've never now, seen anything like Hump before. A, never seen anything like that. <laughs> so. Anyway hmm. I'm I'm glad Joe Biden is not here. He would accuse <laughs> Kellnack of whipping them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't wouldn't well we, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't want, want that to accuse anybody of whipping anyone, no
1: would we? Hey it, Luke, in in picking the games, who's who's winning are, are over am, am I still ahead in the overall standings? You were never ahead.
2: I what have you ever been ahead in the overall
1: standings? I'm always the one that was picking sweeps. Yeah, but I, but I've been picking sweeps lately, and you guys have been picking two out of three, and I've been right.
0: Uh, UTEP doesn't have a, a a men's
2: tennis team, by the way. <laughs> no, I said but women. They have a big social media platform. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, endless love. We're going to miss
2: them too. Aren't if, we? if
1: you're not a fan of tennis, I'm sure you didn't understand. <laughs> didn't understand that <laughs> endless love. <laughs> That's
0: right. Marshall either. doesn't have a men's tennis team either.
2: Well, there you go. There you go. It's going to be love, love. <laughs> no, Absolutely. <laughs> nobody's going to score Endless love. There you go. <laughs> so at least Kel- Amazing out. what he knows. See? Look at there. There's another example of how he just sees this.
1: Soothsayer. It's magical. You know, all it's that. It's unbelievable. But we got some big uh, Conference USA series coming up this weekend, Luke. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're we all, sure do. They're all big, and
0: uh, it's pretty obvious to all. We're trying to kill the last twenty seconds of this segment. Hey, let me let me just let me let me state this for the for the record tonight. So NFL drafts tonight. Uh, I talked to my wife like before
1: it went on air, and uh, she said, "Luke, do you need lunch money?"
0: Lunch. <laughs> my wife is going to sit and watch the NFL draft with me tonight. What what a woman! But anyway, um, Saints pick sixteen and nineteen, but pretty cool. A kid that we covered on WLAU for four years, um, Charles Cross of Laurel High School, expected to possibly be in the top ten tonight, was doing some research, probably uh, the only first round uh, NFL draft pick ever to come out of Jones County. I know he's a Mississippi State Bulldog, but he's a Laurel Golden Tornado first. We covered him on this station. Pretty cool tonight, you know, to, to see local kids um, go that high. But yes, Lauren Johnson will be watching the NFL draft with me tonight. I love what her. a woman.
1: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour.
0: Southern Miss to the top. Final segment brought to you every day by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Eight cages, softball, baseball pitching machines. Set them where you want. Off-speed, fastball, high, low, inside, outside. All there for you with the pro-chop on the uh, D-Bat side, D-1 Training, 70-yard indoor running facility, as well as a. Uh, a premier workout facility. It's all there for you at DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. All right, a couple news and notes. Southern Miss golf falls in first round of match play today in the Conference USA Men's Golf Championship semifinals. Um, they fall 4-1. to one. Robbie Ladder defeated uh, his opponent, and uh, UTSA advanced, and right now they are uh, in the finals of match play against FAU. All right, coming up uh, next uh, next Tuesday at Temple Baptist, first priority of South Mississippi is having um, their yearly fundraiser, and Brian Dozier will be there along with Paul Mahomes and Matt Miller, so three former uh, Major League Baseball players. I think I, I was told by J.D. Simpson. I think they're actually going to be on Inside the Locker Room tonight with Coach Barr. Um, and so that that'll be good. Uh, one more thing they're doing uh, at one.bidpal.net. This is uh, auctioning off all kinds of stuff. I'm not telling you which one I got my eyes on. It may or may not be a framed, autographed Nolan Ryan jersey, but lots of stuff. And uh, I believe in that ministry. They do great stuff on our on our campuses. So uh, tonight, check out Dozier May the third in Hattiesburg at Temple Baptist. Um, that starts. Uh, that evening, at, and then fpsouthms.org is You know what? You know
1: the website. Really wild about you talking about Matt Miller being at that event, Luke. When he pitched for the Cleveland Indians, the former Cleveland Indians, he was he was a pitcher and he wore number fifty nine. And our buddy Kirk McCarty, when he got called up last week, he also wore fifty nine. So you have two Hattiesburg guys pitching cool. for Cleveland wearing jersey number fifty nine. How about that? That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. All right. Headed to picks. Here we go. Got three uh, and three really good ones this week. To start it off, the bottom feeders, Western Kentucky at Rice. Bob Getty.
2: Uh, I watched Rice play three games this weekend. Uh, they were outman, but they were pretty gritty, and I didn't see much about Western Kentucky that impressed me. I like Rice to win the series. Me too. I'll take Rice two to one.
0: Yeah, I'll take Rice winning two out of three. Charlotte at Marshall.
2: Uh, again, Charlotte. Uh, did Charlotte not sweep UAB last weekend? They Is that did. not correct? I, so Charlotte, you know, was a team expected to do a lot better than they did. I, I like them to win the series.
1: Yeah. They, well, they they were sp- starting off. They, everybody thought very highly of Charlotte. Then they kind of hit a midseason lull, and now they're finishing strong again. So I too like the Niners. Yeah, I
0: mean, this is a big series for both of those clubs. Both are eight and ten, so uh, trying to get some separation from each other. I'll take Charlotte uh, two out of um, three. All right, um, FIU Ugh. at FAU. FIU four and fourteen. Um, guys, Florida Atlantic eleven and seven. So pretty obvious yeah. where this one will probably go.
2: And I'm an FAU fan. I like Coach McCormick a ton. I think they sweep the series. I think so, too, Bob. I think they will.
0: I'll go two out of three. FAU has laid some eggs this season, so, uh, but they'll definitely win the series. All right, here, here's where it gets fun. Um, Louisiana Tech at Old Dominion. Tech 55 RPI. Uh, Old Dominion, I believe, right in the s- low 60, 63. So, uh, Tech at ODU.
2: You know, Tech is kind of hard to figure. You think they're really good, then they kind of have an off weekend. Old Dominion Kind of the same way. But Old Dominion's at home, and I like them to win two out of three.
1: Well, and how many guys are La Tech going to lose to graduation this weekend, Bob? With these?
2: Well, not many, apparently, because there's only 30-something graduating from the whole school. <laughs> That's right.
1: I, I, will, I will take Old Dominion as well, two out of three. Old Dominion, hot
0: RPI has shot up in the last uh, few weeks. I'll take Old Dominion, two out of three. Um, all right, this is probably the, the premier, just objectively, in the conference. UTSA at 51 at Middle Tennessee, 48 RPI.
2: Uh, you know, I, I think they're pretty evenly matched. I really don't know a great deal about either one. I think both have had a little better seasons than they thought. I'm going to go with Middle winning two out of three since they're at home.
1: And I'm not. I'm going to go with the Roadrunners to win two out of three on the road. I think UTSA's athletic program overall this year – Base or basketball kind of, you know, hit a clinker there. But football and baseball, UTSA's had a good year. I'll I'll take the Roadrunners to win the series.
0: UTSA five and four away. Middle Tennessee five and four at home. Uh, Middle is one game behind UTSA. I'm going to go with uh, Middle Tennessee winning two out of three Mm. at home. And then, of course, uh, Southern Miss, the 10 RPI at UAB, the 82 RPI. What that means is, is that three series this weekend – are between uh, all six teams in the top 80. That That's pretty
2: cool for Conference USA to have that many teams.
0: But, right, I'm i going two out of three Southern Miss and you guys?
2: Well, you know, I don't want to say the Golden Eagles lose a game, but I, I don't think this can continue forever. Uh, I like Southern Miss to win the series uh, handedly, but I think the, they could drop one. I'm going two out of three Eagles.
1: Not me, baby. Sweep. I mean, do you hear ourselves talking about a 10, 10 RPI yep. ranked in like the top five in the I country? Know, this just, is nuts. It's Ke- nuts. It's yeah. Kelly nuts also said that uh, the, the Bengals were going to take a quarterback tonight, right, Kelly? Uh, they better not. We better do everything we can to keep the one we've got.
2: Hill Denson's on the Eagle Hour tomorrow as uh, Scott Berry gets set to uh, break his record as the all-time winningest baseball coach. But Hill Denson's always going to be a great, iconic figure. He's going to be on our show tomorrow. We look forward to that conversation. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top.